This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome. We have the lovely Jennifer Jones here from Dr. Jennifer Jones Writing Coach. Jen, introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am a writing coach and I help coaches, healers, consultants and speakers write their credibility building books and show them that writing doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. Mm-hmm. Which we do. Now, <laughs> reading your chapter, what I what really came across is the amount of times that you've been told that you can't do something, that you won't succeed. And I wondered how that has affected you in starting your own business. Um. I think I was just sort of used to people telling me I shouldn't or couldn't do what I wanted to do. And I always gone ahead and done it. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma, which doesn't have the greatest track record on equal rights. So, you know, my immediate family were always supportive, but uh, extended family, general population, women were supposed to get married and have babies and this going off and getting a PhD and then starting your own business. That's just nonsense. So um, <laughs> I've been so used to people telling me I couldn't do what I wanted to do with it. Why would I let it stop me now? Wow, that's so powerful. Because it's that feeling in us of, oh, somebody said something, I need to listen to that. But that turning that around to why would I let that stop me is such a great mindset for anything that you want to get done in your business. Oh, I like that a lot. And obviously you have moved countries. Um, so you're now in the UK. Um, what's the positives and the negatives of moving country? And has that affected how you've approached things with your business? I don't think I would have started my business in the States. Um, with their healthcare system, you are one serious illness away from bankruptcy. Mm. Um, medical bankruptcy is the, the main cause of financial difficulties in America. And I would just never have had the courage to not have employers health insurance. So it, it made it possible. Um, I mean, I, we've all hopefully learned over the last year how great the NHS is, but it, we need to protect it because it, it makes a lot of things possible that aren't elsewhere in the world. What are the other big differences between America and the UK that you see in the people uh, or, or entrepreneurs? Um, I think in America, at least the American entrepreneurs that I've come across, there's more of a focus on the glitz and making it all pretty, even if nothing is going right behind the scenes. And I think that's partly because it's so dispersed across a, a massive continent. And here we're closer together. We get together well, when we could. And um, yeah, I, I think it's more genuinely supportive and you're not always trying to pretend everything's okay when it's not. I think for you as well, being a writing coach, 
when when we're able to get together and be supportive of, of each other and, and hear each other's stories, you must hear some of those stories and think, that's a book. <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah. Um, so many business owners I've met have books in them. Um, the most frustrating thing for me as a writing coach is when people say, but I'm not really an expert and think, really? You've built a business. People pay you to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Write about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, there is a lot of helping people see how much they know and really appreciate. But I think you really don't appreciate how much you know until you see it in one place. I mean, by the time I read my book, I had been teaching writing for 18 years. And when I printed out the first copy, I was still surprised by like the physical weight of how much I knew about writing. Yeah. Um, so... I think you do kind of need to write a book to be able to see it all in one place. And it's about convincing yourself as much as anybody else. So is that how you help people to write their book? You you take that information from them, you help them to see what the story is, you structure it, is that? Um, I help them learn how to structure it. Yeah. Um, I use the metaphor of clearing out your wardrobe to explain the writing process. So the first step is just to throw all of your ideas on the page, the same way you would chuck all of your clothes under the bed. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage my writers to get out of their own way and just get the words out. And then we can move them around and find the structure, but trying to find the structure before you've got them out of your head is just, that's just frustrating for everybody. Yeah, well, it's frustrating when you've got that many words in your head and you think that you don't have a structure, therefore you can't start, where actually just getting them all out on paper is a great, I love that analogy of the wardrobe, that's really clever. Because uh, we, all, we all understand that. Yeah. <laughs> it's making it easy for us. It's not as hard as you think. <laughs> um, um, for ages, writing coaches have used the, the metaphor of either vomiting or defecating on the page not the words they use, but there might be kids in the room. Um, My problem, I mean, that works fine for the first draft, but you're not then gonna organize it. So that's why I like the the wardrobe metaphor because we all know what it is to then organize it. I prefer yours. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot less messy. Um, which has been harder? Because you talk in the chapter about getting your PhD um, and what that was like for you. But which has been harder, getting the PhD or starting your own business? And why has that been? Starting my business. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, with the PhD, you've got a supervisor who's there with you all along the way, telling what you what needs to be done next. When you start your business, until you find a group of people and a more hire a coach, it's you. And that's it. And you, you aren't clear at the beginning what the end point is with the PhD. You know, you've got to write the thesis. And so that there is a very clear, definite end point with the PhD. Whereas with your business, it's, it can be whatever you want it to be. And choice can be debilitating. That's really interesting because I think that is a big thing with entrepreneurs is if there's too many choices, we don't know which way to go. So, and you're right, that is absolutely one of the things of, um, of starting a business is there is so much choice. So how do you deal with that in your head if there's too many choices? Uh, to begin with, I didn't. I tried to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned over the years to focus on, let's get 
this thing up and running mm-hmm. <laughs> then we can go on to the next um I think my academic background kind of encourages me to juggle too many balls because you know if you're a lecturer you're teaching doing research and going to endless meetings often meetings about meetings um I don't miss that part <laughs> at all <laughs> but there is part of me who still wants to be able to do my research and that is the plan for next year I will find an agent for that book and yeah start writing it so can't wait um what is one lesson that you would want any entrepreneur to know from what you've learned um that you have to schedule time off just because you can work seven days a week does not mean you should you really really shouldn't um so don't let it eat into weekends and evenings and yeah you can't work all the hours I love it when people say, oh, you're so lucky that you work from home. This is before everybody had to work from home. You're so lucky you work from home and you can just make your own hours. <laughs> I've worked 16 hours a day because that's what's in front of me. Um, but it is it is really, I've had my business for 11 years and that feeling of I have to be seen to be working at all hours. And I think that's changed a lot over the last 18 months of being able to say to people and set those boundaries better for yourself and your business of these are the hours that I work. I will not be replying to your emails, messages, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, LinkedIn messages. Oh, my goodness. um, Over the weekend. And I think that's a really important lesson for people to start out and put into place. You're right. Uh, And and also the self-care side of it as well. And I think that you know, part of it is the people wanting you to be available all the time. And people in employment are getting that more and more because employers say, well, you could just check your email on your phone. You could, but um, you shouldn't. Um, I think whenever you are working from home, you need to be, have a way to contain the business. If you don't have an office door to close, have a box that all the business stuff goes in whenever you're done. So then you're putting it away and it's, off over to one side it's not yeah all over the kitchen table while you're trying to live play hard work hard we just gotta get more playtime in (laughs) (laughs) um what is your favorite business book at mine (laughs) it's called there's a book in every expert that's you how to write your credibility building book in six months um i like books that do what they say and mine does it takes you from I want to write a book even if you don't have an idea to you know through the whole process to having a ready to publish manuscript and I think it's important for potential clients to see what exactly I do so they know what they're getting into Uh, but also it's important for me to be able to help people who can't or won't hire me yeah and just to say that I asked you to to put that book up because it is so practical in its approach to helping people that if you read the book there is there's so much in there that gives you the ability of what you think you can't do and when it's laid out for you it is an amazing resource to go back to at any point and think I can do this uh, rather than you thinking you can't so good business book to put out there thank you so much (laughs) Jennifer, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of Shine On You Crazy Daisy book and podcast. And I look forward to your chapter getting out there. You too. 
Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for just £27 per month. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, www.thedaisychaingroup.com.